Thank you for joining us on this week's episode of 22 Motivational Minutes with Marlo, where we collect and collaborate with experts in their industries, published authors, and fascinating people. And as a chief inspirational officer, I am focused on the development of people by unearthing their values, their talents, and self-worth, otherwise known as self-esteem. Because people matter, self-worth matters, time matters, and when all of that aligns, everything works. And today we have Dave Ferguson with us. Are you with us, Dave? I am here. Excited to be here. Oh, excellent, excellent. Well, thank you for, um, for, for hosting with us today and um, sharing all of the knowledge that you have. So let's just set Dave up and listen to who we have with us um, on today's episode. Dave Ferguson is an internationally recognized executive coach, mentor, speaker, and trainer in the areas of leadership and personal development. Dave helps business owners and executives, top management leaders, and political leaders transform how they communicate, connect, and grow. And I think just right there, as an executive coach, speaker, and author, we have a lot to learn from Dave Ferguson. And so, Dave, I want to jump in and welcome you and, um, and let you kind of take it from there. Is there anything we missed that you want to set us up for? No, that's a, that's, I think that's a great setup. Let's get right to the conversation. I'm uh, excited to be here. And 22 minutes goes quick, so. It does go quick. It does go quick. All right, so let's just start with the conversation. Um, how have you gotten yourself into the position that you are? Talk to us about being a speaker, being an author, and who Dave Ferguson really is. Mm, I guess that would go back to when I was a little kid, but <laughs> that would definitely take longer than 22 minutes, but. Um, you know, for me, it's always been about persevering from since I was a, you know, a, a, a kid without a father and raised by my grandmother and mother, and uh, I've always just had to persevere. So when I went after something, I went after it. It was no kind of a halfway. You know, I just, I just went all the way in. And so, you know, when I left corporate America 11 years ago, um, I left in really good terms. I left financially really well. I had a great career. Um, and... Um, I didn't have to think twice about what I wanted to do. I wanted to take everything I had learned and been taught and did and was successful at and, um, and help other people do the same in, in their lives and businesses. And so that's what I went at it. And, you know, I started with executive coaching and, um, and um, you know, and my mentors stretched me because I keep mentors around me all the time and I pay coaches and pay people for their time to help me grow and stretch me. And, you know, next thing you know, I was uh, speaking and uh, writing books and, um, and doing interviews like this. So for me, it's always just been about um, stretching myself, you know, kind of like a rubber band, right? Um, stretch yourself to the point, but not to the point where it snaps or breaks. Creating um, a healthy, healthy tension in my life and business where um, I'm always kind of raising the bar on myself and not, um, and not waiting for uh, the world to raise it for me because, quite frankly, the world will never raise it for you. So, Absolutely. It's um, probably a short version of my um, 54 and a half years of existence. But. Excellent. Okay, so you talk about um, stretch and perseverance, obviously that challenge, and I think we all love a challenge. So when you speak of having mentors and stretching yourself and kind of leveraging you, um, have you had anybody as a circle of influence or somebody that really stretched you or challenged you in a way that you didn't anticipate? Oh, my God. More people than I can name. But, um, you know, one of the things about, you know, 
I've learned more and more about myself every year is that the fact that I grew up without a positive male influence in my life and my family, right, has driven me to always search out for leaders. Now, um, they haven't always been men for me, obviously. My grandmother and mother were leaders in my life. Um, but I have always searched out people that were further ahead of me in business and life. And it's not easy to get on some of these people's schedules. But I'll go back to perseverance. And I persevered until I did. You know, and I like to say, to me, no just means go. But if you give me a hell no, I'll stop, right? And so, um, and I've gotten a few of those, but I've gotten, you know, I mean, look, I'm on John Maxwell's schedule. You know, I mean, I John has been like, you know, to me, um, one of those male figures that I never had in my life. And so um, he's, you know, 15 years older than me, further ahead of me in the business speaking and, and writing books. And um, he stretches me and challenges me every time I talk and see him. And so he's one of them. And I've got several. Um, my speaking business has been, you know, Larry Wingett and Suzanne Evans have helped me tremendously in my speaking business um, and in some of my branding and marketing business. I've surrounded them. You know, I've been, uh, I've got to, been blessed to spend time with the great Les Brown. Um, you know, I, I, I invest a lot in myself. I do invest. In, you know, none of these people are free. Okay. Right. It right. costs money to, it costs money to get in front of these people. I invest thousands and thousands of dollars in, in a year in getting better. Mm. So you I'm know your worth. Yet. Yeah, you know your worth, though, that you know you're worth that level of investment. And that says a lot about you. But how do you get on John Maxwell's schedule? My God, he's the guru in our industry, my friend. <laughs> how yeah. did Dave Ferguson um, make that happen? You know, you, you hunt down the right people, you know, the people that know John. Huh. Right? So you might, your first shot, you might not get to John. But uh, when you hunt down the CEO, at like a, you know, a, you know, I'd say a 90-day past due account. You know, when you when you hunt somebody down like like they're 90 days past due on their mortgage or something, um, mm -hmm. sooner or later you'll get their attention, and and that's exactly what I did. Um, and you know, John, how can John say no? John talks about how he first went out when he was a pastor and he really wanted to make it big in the pastoral world. How he went out and sought people that were further ahead of him. And he had some no's and he had some yeses. So when I said, well, I'm just going to use the same thing he used. I didn't reinvent the wheel. How could he say no to me when I said that to him? Well, you wrote about this. What's me? I want to, I want to be that guy now. And I so, love it. You know, yeah. So what so, sets you up with that confidence to do that? I don't know. I've never been afraid of the word no, I guess. I mean, what's it going to hurt? Somebody says no. You know, I'd go cry and run away and go find somebody else. I don't know. You know, for me, it was like, okay, all they can say is no. Mm -hmm. I mean, I've been turned down for more things in my life than I've been, a, been approved for. You know what I mean? So it's like, I agree. And I don't go searching for approval. I go searching for success. Big difference. Big difference. Love you know, it. So, yeah, I'm not afraid of, you know. I, look, I've been in the room with some very, very – I'm still a small player in this world in this business, but I've been in the room with some pretty big people because I was willing to ask them. And sometimes mm. all you have to do is ask. I agree. Wow, people, I love it. People want, most people want to help, but they want to be asked in a very polite way. They don't mm. want you to expect, you know, I expect you to help me. No, <laughs> that's having really bad expectations. Right, there's a big difference there. 
Okay, so I'm curious, do you have intentions or expectations when you get in with these people? I mean, like, tell me where your mindset is. Yeah, have questions, be prepared, don't waste their time, okay? Their time is highly valuable. Make it worth their time to the point where they want to, they want to continue with you, okay? Um, because you're adding some value to them as well. Right. Okay? So I've, you know, add value to most of those people in doing something with, with or for them. Um, is it, that an it, intention? It, it, or oh, it's, it's absolutely intentional. It's highly intentional. I mean, some of those people that I mentioned, I do business with today. Okay? So it started out as me seeking them as a mentor um, and, and me now having business agreements with some of them. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, it's, it's, that was not maybe initially my intention, but the fact that we were able to relate and, and, and have some common needs and, and have some common goals and direction has led us to some business agreements. Absolutely. Um, and, and that's a great, that's a great thing, right? It's a good byproduct. Well, it's supposed to happen, I believe. And what you're describing there is like that gentle hum in business. You just kind of, you, li- you listen and you learn and you just keep moving forward. And I think that's the catalyst to it. All right, so you write a book, okay? And it's called um, Boss or Leader. And it talks about, you know, it's just a great guidebook on how to get your employees to follow you, right? That's a big deal. Talk to us, like, why did you write the book for us, Dave? And, and give us some, some tidbits about it. Well, geez. Well, first of all, I wrote the book because as an accomplished executive coach and speaker, you have to have books, okay? So let's, I'm, going to be, I'm going to be pretty honest with my audience, okay? One of the things John said to me is, you know, John's written 103 books, okay? Um, he has mentored me to write books. You've got to write books. If you want to follow, you know, my business model and in my footsteps, then you've got to be an author too, Right? And so I had a search, and, you know, first of all, everybody thinks about writing a book. They always think that everybody wants to know their life story, which is a bunch of crap because nobody really cares about your life story until, until you build credibility, okay? And so um, in, in, this is my second book. The first one really didn't do it. It wasn't really published. Um, but this is my second book, and I thought, you know, I had to go through this process where I thought, you know, Dave, you coach executives all the time, um, and a lot of it resolves around coaching people to be better leaders. And what I have found is that society, um, we're a society full of bosses and very few leaders for various reasons. And so I said, well, let me write a book that distinguishes between bosses and leaders. And so what I did was I wrote a book called Boss or Leader, Are You Leading for a Living or Living to Lead? So, in essence, do you go to work to be paid to lead, or do you wake up every morning and go, I'm a leader, in everything I do? Okay, so that's the difference right there between a boss and a leader right there. And and you can hear it. Right. Leaders don't just lead at work. They lead, period. They lead their own life. They lead lead groups. They lead in their community. They lead at work. They lead everywhere. It does not mean they're always in charge. It means they show up as a leader. Okay, so this book takes you through, for anybody interested in this book, this book takes you through a self-awareness process. So um, we all need more of that, first of all. And so through every chapter, you answer some questions at the end of each chapter, 
and it helps you become more aware. Are you more of like a boss around that topic, or are you more of like a leader? Um, and it helps you identify um, where you can get better if you want to become a better leader or if you just want to become a leader. If you want to go from boss to leader, um, it's not that hard. Society makes it look hard, but it's not. All right. So I'm just curious. I'm going to go there. What are the traits of a leader? Well, I mean, you know, leaders, see, we have a perception in this world. It just drives me crazy. and I can't give you away the – I'm almost done with the next book, and it's going to really, really um, nail this, I hope. Um, we have created this really bad trend in this world where we put bosses up on pedestals, right? There is a National Bosses Day. There are T-shirts that says world's greatest boss, coffee mugs. Uh, if you're old enough to remember, there used to be a show called Who's the Boss? Um, there's a current show on TV now called Undercover Boss. What's wrong with all that? Boss. We have created a society that puts bosses on pedestals. And we don't talk about leaders until we hear some kind of a leadership failure in politics, in corporate America, whatever. But when is the last time you've heard a leader glorified for something or promoted for something? Most people can never give me that answer. So we have a gap in our society, and I want to close that gap because I think, quite frankly, we're made more to be leaders than we are bosses. I actually think it's harder to be a boss than it is to be a leader, just like it takes more muscles to frown than it does to smile. Mm. So the premise of my next book, without giving you the title, is really a trend to start changing that and help people believe that and learn and believe that being a leader is within everyone, you just got to pull it out. And you do not have to have people to direct to be a leader. You got to start by leading yourself. Absolutely. So do people realize they're leaders or not, Dave? I mean, and, and that's what you're trying to communicate there. I mean, do you think, how do you create the awareness that you are one? Well, I start by telling them that they can be one. Everyone mm -hmm. can be one. Mm -hmm. um, I, I say from stage all the time, at the beginning of some of my speeches, I go, we are going to have a leadership party here today. All you have to do is RSVP. <laughs> so you're going to RSVP as a leader or a follower, okay? <laughs> you're right. And I, so I get my audience to go with me for that hour or two, okay? Right. You just RSVP leader, so you've got to pay attention. <laughs> you just told me you want to be a better leader. You want to come to this party and rock and roll with us and be a better leader. And so you leave your boss days behind you, and today you step into leadership with me. Are you willing to step into leadership with me? Yes. Okay, good. Let's go. Total buy-in. Yeah, that's what I do. And, right. and it's not difficult, but society just wants to make us bosses, mm. you know, and, mm -hmm. and just direct people. And See, leaders lift people. Bosses lean on people. Big difference. You know, you know, I know I sound, I know the way I sound, and I know the way I come across sometimes. I come across as uh, a lot of people will say conceited. I say, I'm not conceited, I'm convinced. Okay? I am convinced you have leadership in you. I am a level four leader. I see leadership ability in every single person I meet, whether it's behind stage, in a, in a line at a grocery store, or next to me on an airplane, I see leadership in you. I am convinced you have it in you 
You have to convince yourself it's there, and, and I'll help you pull it out. Nice. Love it. Oh, my gosh. Yeah, love it. Okay, so as we start to kind of come to the close to this, you know, you're on stage, and you're out there, and you're, you're talking to people. What's the platform? What's the number one thing that you love to talk about, Dave, when you're on stage with people? Making leadership a lifestyle. Okay. I, it really is. Make, how do you make leadership a lifestyle? How do you get everybody to look at you and go, there's a leader? Mm. Well, love it. What's the lifestyle? Can you give us a quick two-cent tour on that? I know it's a big, big topic, and I don't want to condense it so much, but what's that lifestyle? You're a lifter. I mean, you lift people, okay? You, you, You lift people in business. You lift people at home and your family and your friends. You lift people in your community. You're doing things for your community. You show up when people in your community need you, okay? You give people their full value, okay? Um, you, you give people the opportunity to learn and come alongside you. I mean, it's, 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 it's just believing that you can make a difference not by pushing people and leaning on people, but by sometimes pulling people and lifting them. Mm. And um, um, it, it, quite frankly, when you start doing it, it's not hard at all. It brings you so much joy. Absolutely. Because so, we, okay. we just don't have enough people doing that in this world today. I agree. That's why you're on, the, on this episode with us, because Dave, people do need to hear this message that, you know, that people like you have. You've got the experience out there and that guides you. So where can we find more about Dave Ferguson? Can you take us to a website or somewhere that we can go and get more? Yeah, yeah my website is livingtolead.com, L-I-V-I-N-G-T-O-L-E-A-D.com. And um, feel free, anybody can email me at davidlivingtolead.com. Excellent. I love the relatability and your open invitation to connect. So to learn more, as Dave just mentioned, we have Dave Ferguson, who is an executive leadership coach, speaker, and author. You can also visit our website at marlohiggins.com, where you can learn how to obtain Dave's book, connect to his resources, and add him to your circle of influence. So we want to thank you for joining us today. And we invite you to share this podcast with others and thank you in advance for that partnership. So Dave Ferguson, it's been an absolute delight. Thank you for this podcast episode and for sharing your wealth of knowledge with us. Have an awesome rest of your day. Thanks so much. I've I've enjoyed it. Thank you. Thank you, Dave. Bye-bye.